Welcome back once more to this evening's edition of Talking Point. Well, joining me now, setting in right next to me, Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. And Sheikh obviously will be dealing with the journey to Hajj. Sheikh, assalamu alaikum to you. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shukran once more for joining us. <laughs> I saw you through the little window there working away there at the notes and all of that, quite prepared for it. Allah but you take this topic very, very seriously. Allah 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 I'm not going to waste your time, Sheikh, immediately over to you. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillahi, wa salatu wa salamu ala malanabi abad. Rabbi Sharahli Sadri, wa yasidli amri, wa hlukdatam milisani, yafkahu kauli. اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وارزقنا علمنيات الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله thanks and praise due to Allah always and forever in reality we cannot do justice to thank Allah even if all of us come together to thank him only and if our whole life is spent in only thanking him, we will not be able to do that justice. And if the universe comes together in its completion only to thank Allah, we will not be able to do justice to Allah for the thanks that he deserves. Allahu Akbar. Allah says to us that no matter whether you bring the best form of technology, when man has developed to its highest level, will not be able to calculate to the extreme and the extent of everything that there is. Allahu Akbar. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. It's Jamil in our last session, which is not last week, the week before. Mm. Unfortunately, last week we there was a bit of an errand that uh, had to be seen to, and unfortunately things ran late, which made that, that, that I couldn't make it here for the for in 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 time. Please forgive me for that. And so I just I have to look back at, at what happened that two weeks ago. The Jamil, we we were dealing on a very important aspect of the Hajj, which we call the. The Ihram to do with how Hajj is concerned. Now we have the, the week before that we actually went on to the Hajj, the, the Ihram in the, the side side of the Umrah, and we went to some things. I would just like to just highlight or just mention some of them. The things to do with the Ihram, there was a ghusl, the fact that you can put on perfume, you need to be dressed in white garments, and that there is a sense of a talbiyah. And that there is the, the tawaf and the sigh and the, the cutting of the hair that brings about you the end of an Umrah. When it comes to the ihram, all those things is in place except for the cutting of the hair, except and, and there we can, can detail later on. We're looking at the ihram, especially where Hajj is concerned, there are certain things that needs to be in place. And we then went to this aspect of having to look at Hajj, the, the ihram for Hajj, and we looked at the miqat, the time and the place of that. We went at the, the types of, of ihram when we speak about the different intentions that we said to you. There's the one called ifrad. The other one called Kiran and the other one called Tamattu'. Now the Ifrad was the singular one where you only do the intentions for Hajj. The Kiran where you join the Hajj and the Umrah together in the period of, of Hajj. And then the last one which is called Tamattu'. The first two was ruled prior to, to the coming of this deen, the deen of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Tamattu'a is a gift given to this Ummah only for us until Yawm Al-Qiyamah. And we said to you, the understanding of Tamattu' is a possibility only if you understand the totality of the Ifrad and the Quran. And if you, if you lack in any way the understanding of the two of them, it is the height of impossibility to ever understand Tamattu'. Forgive me for that one. And then we said to you, the meaning of that word Tamattu' is to be able to enjoy the freedom of the sacred precincts of Makkah 
while being considered by Allah as being in the state of ihram and you're not being in that format. Which means you get the freedom as if you're in the, Because tamattu' is a niyyah for hajj in the, that period and that niyyah en- enhances a process of you being outside that state of ihram but Allah will consider you the, the gift and the, the barakah of that and your mindset needs to remain within the respects that there is in the state of ihram. May Allah grant khair and barakah. But because Allah knows the human weaknesses and especially this ummah even so much more weaker than all the other ummah before we tend to be able to fall prey to our weaknesses so quickly and thus Allah made it as easy and granted us this good gift. And then we went into the Understanding of Allah showing to us how, in actual fact, Allah deals with the intention that we need to have when we enter into the ihram. And we showed us how the Nabi taught us the words that if I go into ihram, I need to ask Allah for some reason or another, Oh Allah, set me free wherever I find a situation. Then that, but I must add this to my intention, my niyyah. Thus Allah will allow me to set free because the law of Allah is that whenever I find myself anywhere, what I having to do, I must be able to complete the Hajj when I started it. And for that matter, if I am being held back, I must be able to see that I send off a sheep to be slaughtered in the Haram of Makkah. Then I can only leave myself from the state of Haram. We then saw how Allah deals with the characteristics that needs to be on Hajj. And we show this through the ayah that Allah speaks about severity of punishment. Allah speaks about very quick to be able to, to, to reward us and to keep, uh, uh, to keep us accountable. And Allah knows that we are returning back to Him. Those subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. We then showed the issue of the hadith, the penalty and the fidya that goes it. We spoke about the gender processes of ihram, the male side and the female. And then we show the story of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anh, of how he looked at this tamattu' and especially the ihram, of entering into, into, into the intention for ihram with Sayyidina Ali and, and his wife, and how the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam suggested him. How the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam suggested of him that he should remain in the ihram until with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then we ended with an important note as to the part of the characteristics of what Allah says to us in Surah number 2, verse 197. And we spoke about the word that Allah says, that when a person goes within this intention for Hajj and I have to perform this Hajj, then there's three facets that must be in place that must not be done. Now, that is where we ended the Jamil. I wish to be able to take from that very point to be able to move on to this week's uh, discussion, if you don't mind. Now, the Jamil, in last week's the last session that we had I spoke about Wala Rafatha And I then men- mentioned certain things To our people And I think I, I need to just clear the air here For our people That we were looking at the I, I, I used some examples And I made my examples And I said two of what happens That you find in, 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 in uh, The word Rafath Here it speaks about our character Our, our relationship uh, that Between male and female Husband and wife And what happens on Hajj and, and fusuk refers to all forms of sin, and jidal refers, refers to uh, being uh, having debates and arguments with one another. Now, Tajamil, uh, um, somewhat a statement of mine has been misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And I think I just want to clear the air where it is concerned. I then brought an example of people who dress themselves indecently 
on Hajj. I repeat, I brought an example of people who dress themselves indecently when you did the And then I explained the process of that. And in my explanation, I said that how a person can stand in front of Allah. But let me make it clear for us for that matter. At no way did I give permission or show permission that a person can ever stand in front of Allah naked. It is an in, it, that is indecency to the greatest extent. That we don't ever stand naked in front of Allah. But Allah has shown us examples of where occasions Naknabi Musa was going to take a, a bath a, 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 and he undressed himself, he took his clothes one side and then he went to take swam in, in, in a river in a dam. And when he got back, some riwayat speaks about animals running away. And somebody wired his, and his clothes were stolen by some people. And he came out there and he ran and he didn't know which way. He went behind some bushes and, and some and because he was now naked. Now, it is with this understanding, to let us understand, that it is no harm in the sight of Allah when a person has been forced to be naked. We, with not, it's not of his own wish and desire. That he does the walked this in and he has to perform his salah, then he can stand in front of Allah in that format. But it is indecent if you just do it, and thus the scholar says, at least put your left hand on your above your private part. And the woman put the left hand on the private parts and the right hands above the, the, the bosoms, just to be able to a sense of modesty in front of Allah. And the reason was mentioned in this, Jamil, as let us understand, in Islam, the law by Allah and His Rasul is when a woman opens up her above her ankle, or even her ankle, in public, in front of men, in front of anybody that's foreign, not in front of Allah, in front of any other foreigners, she opens up her ankle, then her ankle has made as if she's absolutely naked in public. She's completely naked. She doesn't even have any underwear on. Sorry, that is the extent. Now, people don't get me wrong. I want to emphasize what I'm saying here is emphatic. It is Allah's law. It's not deserving that a woman walks in the haram of Makkah with no socks on and she walks up the stairs and, and so many men sees her whole form, format and her, all her legs and all her, everything. This is haram. This is from the one side, fisk. I'm sorry, but Allah says, Fusuk, and on the other side it is Rafat. She opens up the door for sexuality and sexual movements. But no less can a man do, and I said for the men the same, where I said when a man dresses himself in his room whilst other foreign men is around, he's not allowed to be able to open up his above his knees. And the reason why I use the example in front of Allah, because it is not the law of Allah that when you enter the haram, now you must put your socks on. No, you've got it all wrong. It is the law of Allah that when you step out of your own privacy, out of your own room, out of your own door, out of your own house, that means your own privacy, the moment you go into public, then you must be dressed what Allah and His Rasul speaks of you to dress. Not walking in the streets in that way. This is what we need to understand. So I'm sorry that I've given the wrong impression and I hope I've given us the, the better or the true impression of understanding what is Allah's law. And when I wanted you to understand what is the difference between what is Rafat, please we need to recognize my body belongs to me.
And Allah keeps me responsible. And I need to be able to see that I execute the law of Allah on me as to when Allah wants me to do so. And in front of Allah, Allah don't care because Allah knows. He knows our weaknesses and He knows our shortcomings. But it's not befitting that man ever goes naked in front of our law, in front of our Lord, if there is no reason for that. Now the Billah may Allah Taala protect them. So Jamil, I hope I've, I've cleared that air. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't want to, you to lose your thought of your track of thought there because I thought to myself, I visualized myself while you were talking, being in the desert, yes. no plants, nothing, and I get robbed and I get left naked and the what dawns upon me. So what do I do? And the deen teaches Allah us what Allah to do. Allah I understand it in that way, sir. We, we hope we, we, we <laughs> see it. Amen, amen. Barakallah feekum, jazakallah khair. Tajamil, on the other hand, the essence of ihram, and, and, and this is unfortunately the third week we're getting into ihram, but, but it's imperative. And because ihram is the core of my total hajj, and psychologically my ihram must be my consideration, my spirituality, in every moment from the moment I left home till the moment I complete the Hajj, I must be I must move myself spiritually of such a high nature that I must be able to carry out these processes. And allow me to share with you this evening some of the ayah that Allah speaks about. Now the one ayah that is the one that we mentioned to you where Allah says, if any one of these three facts is not being carried out appropriately, where Hajj is concerned, forget about it. You can write it on the wall. You will never ever be able to get a Hajj Makbuna Mabru. You've wasted your time. You've made a decent mess of your whole ibadah. Now, but people, I'm not saying this because I want you to make a decent mess. I want you to understand. If you can understand the difference between clean and dirty, and I say to you, you've made a mess out of it, you know you're not clean. And that's what I'm trying to say because I want you to be able to be clean. I want you to be able to get maximum value. I want you to be able to obtain Hajj Makbul Mabrur. I'm just the one carrying over the message that if you do not contaminate your Hajj, you will get a clean Hajj. But if you are laxadaisy and careless and kaniwarimi, khiniomi, and you contaminate it, then you've condemned yourself. You've lost everything. You've wasted all your effort and your money and your time. May Allah protect. People, the issue is serious. If we do not realize, let's look at Surah number 22. Could I, Sheikh? We want to listen very attentively to you, but I need to take a very, very short break quickly. And uh, I, uh, you know, certainly get the idea here. So let's take a short break and uh, we'll continue our discussion. Oh, Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams will continue the journey to Hajj. Welcome back once more and we still continue with the journey to Hajj with Sheikh Ibrahim Ibrahim Sheikh over to you sir Shukran Jamil Jamil in surah number 22 surah al-hajj now this surah is called surah al-hajj Jamil and Allah starts in this, this surah with a, on a very high note and Allah takes us to Yawm al-Qiyamah and Allah tells us how intense that moment, that's how the surah starts. And then Allah deals with the rules and the regulations and the laws of hajj and the issues that goes about it in that surah. Deals with a few issues in the surah, but the emphasis is all about the, uh, around hajj. Hmm. And Allah says in verse number 22, after having said all that rules and regulations to you, 
Ya Allah speaks about certain things and Allah puts certain conditions on the people and references yes to the person who comes on Hajj. Allah says, after that rules and regulations, the, the monastics prescribed duties of the Hajj is the obli- obligation that mankind owes to Allah and whosoever honors the sacred things that Allah has then put on him, then that is better for him with his Lord. And then Allah speaks about the cattle and the way you deal with the cattle. And now you deal with the animals that you need to slaughter and all those things. And then, this, then Allah Ta'ala says, فَجِتَنِبُوا الرِّجْسَ مِنَ الْأَوْثَانِ Abstain, says Allah, and shun the abomination, the worshipping of idols, and shun the lying speech or false statements. So Allah tells us what not to do. And how to abstain from certain things. And surah, in, in the same surah, verse number 32, that's surah verse number 30, verse number 30, Thus it is, what has been mentioned in the ayat, the verses before, is an obligation that Allah, man owes to Allah, and whosoever honors the symbols of Allah, then it is truly, that it is truly from the piety of the person's heart. Ya Rabb, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Tajameel, in the same surah, verse number 25. So it's, it's, it's not, not, not back to the front. Verse number 25, Allah says, <laughs>al-Masjid-il-Haram-al-Ladhi-ja'annahu-lil-nasi-sawa'an-il-aqifi-fihi-wal-bad-wa-may-yurida-fihi-bi-ilhadim-bi-dhulm-nudhiqhu
This is not a great thinker. This is not of the awliya which speaks here. This is the Lord of the awliya and the salihin. This is the Lord of the anbiya. This is the Lord of this deen. This is the one who is going to grant you a hajj madbul and mabrur. This is the one who is going to grant that stamp for you to be able to be accepted. May Allah accept from all of us. And because we wish for everybody to obtain maximum value of a hajj, which is madbul and mabrur, which is the essence of hajj, we actually want you to be able to understand this is Allah, our Lord, speaking to us with wishing for us that we actually recognize what is the things that we need to abstain from and what is the type of character especially that we need to have with us in that state of ihram. May Allah grant us khair and barakah, inshallah. People, to take you to another extent, somewhat out of the norm, surah number five. Surah number five is called Surah Al-Ma'idah. Verse number one and verse number two. Now, Surah number five, verse number one and verse number two, Allah speaks about certain things, but Allah in it mentions the state of Ihram. And if you look at the state of Ihram mentioned by Allah Ta'ala in that Surah, and probably people, if I can ask you to do research on these things that I'm sending you to, please go there. Please go and check what does Allah say there in the first verse and the second verse, and go and read it for yourself. So that you can know what Allah expects of us when we are performing that ibadah of hajj. And may Allah grant all our people who perform the hajj that they be granted hajj maqbul and mabrur insha'Allah. But that is not a possibility unless you and I know and you and I make the intention I want to practice what is maximum value, maximum of value so that I can carry, bring about that what is called for me a hajj maqbul and mabrur. And sorry that I say it cannot be obtained. It can be obtained for those who strive. But those who think it can happen, it doesn't happen by thinking. For Allah has already seen the law. You cannot think something to happen. It will not happen. When you think it, it's the beginning of an act that must come into action. You start off with a thought. That thought goes into an intention. The intention goes into action. That action is carried out. And then only, may Allah grant us to be accepted, inshaAllah. Amin. Amin to that. The Jamil, Allah says to us in the first ayah in Surah Al-Ma'idah, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, awfu bil Ya Rabb. أُحِلَّتْ لَكُمْ بَهِيمَةُ الْأَنْآمِ إِلَّا مَا يُتْلَى عَلَيْكُمْ غَيْرَ مَحِلِّ السَّيْدِ وَأَنْتُمْ حُرُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَحْكُمُ مَا يُرِيدُ Allah says, O oh, you who believe, fulfill your obligations. Fulfill your covenant with your Lord Allah. Lawful to you for food are all the beasts and cattle except that which will be announced to you therein. The different game that is not permissible for you. Allah says, I will mention to you that later in the surah. Game also being unlawful when you assume them in the state of ihram, meaning all the animals that you slaughter out of your own self in the state of ihram is not permissible. Or if you catch game that is that can normally be hunted for, you may not do so in the state of ihram. So Allah even goes to the extent not only your character by yourself, not only the way that you interact with the people around you, even the animals out there. Those which games under normal circumstances absolutely halal for you and me becomes haram in the state of ihram. In other words, nature, even nature. Even nature must be Allah respected. On a very broad spectrum. Now, the Jamil, it gives us the understanding that ihram isn't just, a, just, it's not your clothing. It's surely not the clothing. The clothing is an expression externally of what needs to happen internally, psychologically, mentally, educationally. Spiritually, you should be high in recognizing why I'm, and what I'm doing. 
And that is what grants us the process of that state of ihram. And it's that state, as we say, it's not the external clothing. Sorry for using this example, Jamil. If I speak about an egg, and I'm especially referring to the egg in, in a recipe of food, if I add to what I call an egg, what I see with my eye, the external process, that's the shell of the egg. Because I de- identify the egg by its shell. Mm. And it tells me that's an egg. And if I say I must throw three eggs into the my recipe and I take that into my recipe, I'm going to almost. if I speak about the egg, there's something more important than just the external part of it, the shell. There's an internal part of it, the core, the egg, the real egg. And that is what? What is inside the shell. So I open up the shell, remove the shell, I've only identified it. And the same happens with our ihram. Your, your clothing is in the, the shell that you're in. But it's what's in your heart. It's what your mind is made up of. It's what your spiritual development and your desist and desire to be able to have that link and intimacy with Allah on that ibadah and that journey. And that makes the ahram what it is. And that grants you to be able to get maximum value in this ibadah. And Tajamil, if, if anybody's under the impression that I'm going very long on ihram, it is the core of your whole hajj. It is from the beginning to the end. And if anything is tampered or, or harmed in any way with your ihram, your hajj has been harmed. So it's the core. It is the, the crux of the matter. It is the main part of everything. So your, your tawaf must still come, but it's depending on the ihram. Your sai must still be done. Your standing on Arafah is still coming, uh, coming off it. But it's all about the ihram. So if the ihram process is you see the whole the ihram in the whole of the hajj, being have to work at it right through, then you actually are looking at everything, whether it's the tawaf or the sai of all the other things, that's added to what the hajj is made up of. Ya Rabbi, may Allah open Allah. the path for all of us. And grant us to be able to find khair and barakah in that ibadah of, the, of, of especially the, the ihram part of the hajj, inshallah. Jamil, in this part of the ayah, Allah tells us to us that you may not be able to, in the state of ihram, you may, may not be able to hunt which is halal. But we go to the other ayah, and Allah goes, Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, la tuhillu sha'ir allahi wala shahr al-haram, wala al-hadya wala al-qala'id, wala amin al-bayt al-haram, yabtaghuna fadla min, min rabbihim wa ridwana, wa idha halaltum fastadu, ولا يجرمنكم شنآن قوم ألا أن صدوكم عن المسجد الحرام أن تعتدوا وتعاونوا على البر والتقوى ولا تعاونوا على الإثم والعدوان واتقوا الله إن الله شديد العقاب يا رب In this verse Allah says Oh you believe People at the beginning Allah addresses us in the first verse By saying oh you people who believe So Allah speaks to us by wanting us to be believers so Allah puts us on the pedestal and wants us to be able to fulfill and to take the responsibility of what the verses carries or orders us to do and we carry that out to the best of our ability. In the second verse, Allah speaks again to us and addresses, O you who believe, violate not the sanctity of the symbols of Allah. What's Allah saying? Is it true that people will come and violate the sanctity? That's the reason why Allah says that. Because human beings are so prone to err, to make mistakes, to err and to fault. Because of that, Allah says, violate not the sanctity of the symbols of Allah, nor the sacred month, the month of Hajj, 
the month of 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 the Hijjah, and the one before that, the the Qada. Know the animals brought for sacrifice, meaning if these animals that be brought for sacrifice, you don't harm them. Know the garlanded people. Know the people that's in the, in, 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 into into in the state of ihram, all the animals as garland to show that these animals are to be to be slaughtered. Do not harm them. Know the people coming to the sacred house to Makkah. Know anybody who just come to Makkah for the just that intimacy we have with Allah, that relationship with Allah. We shouldn't be able to harm anybody there. Those who are seeking the bounty of Allah and the good pleasure of their Lord. But when you finish the ihram, the state of ihram. Allah says, for Hajj or for Umrah, you may hunt, you may then hunt, and it not, and now, you can, when you, out of the state of Ikram, you can hunt, but it must not be in the period of Hajj, Hajj. neither shouldn't it be in the place of, uh, in the sacred, uh, the uh, precincts of, of Makkah. Allahu Akbar, la hawla wa illa billah. You, and let not the hatred of some people in once, Stopping you from Mash'al Haram at Makkah lead you to translation. Now this is what Allah is speaking about here. In the sixth year of the Hijrah, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to, 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 to for Umrah. And when he came to the place called um, Hudaybiyah, they stopped him. The, the people of Makkah, they stopped and said, no, you can't go in for Umrah. You, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and the Sahaba radiallahu anhum that was with, they were prevented not to be able to go. But fortunately, it was the opening up a, of a treaty signed between the Quraysh and the Muslims to be able to see that certain things is in place. But Allah tells them, spoke to the Muslims, says to them, do not become aggressive while these people are preventing you. Be gentle, be kind. Meaning, Allah tells wants us to pre- pre- find it at the moment that you are addressed in the worst format. You've been armed in, 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 in the worst position that you must be able to be gentle and kind in your, the way you, you deal with people. Because you need to bring forth your best character, especially in that state of ihram. May Allah grant us khair and barakah, inshallah. Allah says, don't let that lead you to transgression and hostility on your path. Help you one another in what is righteous and what is good, virtuous and righteous and piety. But do not help one another in sin or in transgression. And fear Allah, for verily Allah is severe in punishment. Allahu Akbar. The Jamil again. The verses of Allah, and Allah says at the end to do with Hajj, things that to do with the state of Ihram, Allah says, Allah is severe when it comes to punishment. May Allah protect. May Allah guide us to what is best for our dunya and best for our akhirah. The Jamil. The, sacred, the sacredness of this, this ibadah and what we see within this ibadah is subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Again, if I can say, take to the people's attention, this is not me. This is not even our Nabi saying to us. Our Nabi has added to the processes, but this comes from Allah directly. So if Allah is the one who is going to grant me the stamp of Hajj, what is the extent of the value of our character? And our psychological and spiritual levels that we need to be able to work at to be able to see that our Hajj is Makbul and Mabrul. The Jamil, again, I mentioned at the beginning that this surah starts on a very severe and high note. Amongst all the surahs in the Holy Quran, this surah is the only surah mentioned of the five arkan. There's not surah to Salah, mm-hmm. or surah to Shahada, or surah to Zakah, mm-hmm. or surah to uh, 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 Ramadan. Or, or, or so many mm-hmm. But there's Surah Al-Hajj So Allah brings in the, the, the highlight of this ibadah To be able to be That's two The third aspect about this Surah Al-Jamil 
is this surah is the only surah in the whole Quran. In the whole Quran, the only surah where there's two sajidas in the surah. Twice where Allah compels us to be able to make sujood in front of Allah. And sujood here refers to, to having to be of those people when Allah gives a command ready to execute and carry out. To fulfill, to execute, to fulfill, to do, to see that we, when Allah gives a command, we do that to the best of our ability. One thing to let us understand that the subject dealt with in the surah, which is hajj, is a subject so important that every one of us, when we do the hajj, or going to do the hajj, or intend to perform this hajj, that we must be able to recognize it is an ibadah on a very, very high note. Its expectation is extremely high. And thus, Allah has made it fart in the life of every one of us, only once. No, no person is compelled to be able to do the hajj the second time. If you do the hajj a second time or a third time, it is an advantage for you. It's as long as you keep to the level and you do not then say my first hajj the richter hajj is and the other hajj can make what I want. Oh no! If you go for the second time, you should actually improve your quality even more. Your levels should be able to rise even to a higher level as you go on if it's more than one, and more so is to strive, that, to always strive and hope that oh Allah grant me to be of those people who obtain the hajj makbul and mabrur. And that is not a hope and a dream and a calling. Allah makes it clear in the ayat of hajj. It is not what you call me for Allah grant me this and that. Allah says, I will grant you zero, I promise you. When you call on me and you work towards those things that you call for, inshallah, you put in the effort and commitment to be able to obtain that, then we will be able to make it easy for you. Allah Akbar Sheikh I'm going to go Just um, hold it on that thought again And again You know While you're talking I'm thinking uh, Having been on Hajj And I My experience was That the minute you go into Haram I think it's one of those journeys Where we each Wish each other The very best of Allah this journey Allah. We're not stingy with it Allah. When you go to another place uh, I'm going to visit this site They haven't been there And I'm going to be there But on Hajj You wish everything We wish everything you, you want to take everybody with you And have the same experience Allah Akbar It's an SMS that's come through And I want to thank the uh, uh, the listener Say Salam Sheikh Last year we were on Umrah And the Imam recited Surah Mahida and he broke down, <coughs> apologies, and he broke down crying, and then Sheikh Gabriel translated it to us. And now you are taking me back, alhamdulillah. May Allah yeah. richly reward you, inshallah. Shukran to that, listener. Well, short break, and Sheikh will be back with you after this. Welcome back once more to Talking Point and we continue with our journey to Hajj with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Sheikh, once more, over to you. Tajamil, um, looking at, at Surah Ma'idah, uh, 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 I've mentioned the issues about Surah Al-Hajj and, and in Surah Al-Ma'idah, as I said, verse 1 and 2, this, even in the third verse, Allah speaks on the issue of Hajj, but the third verse, Allah deals with the fact that this deen, the whole deen of Islam, in, on the day of, Ab- of, of Harafah with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Allah has perfected this deen for us and Allah puts that in Surah Al-Ma'idah to let us understand the message it goes for it has to do at the beginning with very much the type of things that we eat what must be slaughtered and all those type of things but we see how Allah wants us to be able to appreciate the fact that what is the state of Ihram like for us and how Muslims we go around in 
holistic their character and to the extent when it comes to Hajj to come to appreciate the fact that I am Muslim and what Allah has granted me to be able to be of this Ummah of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and that I strive to be able to bring that into the reality of my life from the from the onwards inshallah when I return I become a better person in every aspect or every sphere of my life may Allah grant khair and barakah to all of us like this is what is best for our dunya and best for our akhirah that brings me to the end of the process of what we look at the ayat to do with the ihram and brings us to the end of the understanding of the ihram aspect of the old hajj right that um, again most probably it seems for other people that we've gone too much again my fear is that if we tarnish our hajj we tarnish our ihram and i'm not speaking about the, the tarnished dirt of, of physical death but if you dirt your ihram by having to violate the processes of what is expected for you in the state of ihram, then you, you do that to your whole hajj. Mm. And people, here, it's, it's an imperative here to understand and see the big picture. That remember, tamattu means you've been given the, the opportunity to make the intention for hajj from the beginning and remain in that intention. And that intention of hajj grants you an umrah, sets you free and allows you to enter in that state of ihram again from the 80 day up till the completion. And that is tamattu. It's a niyyah of hajj from the very beginning. And our Nabi says that on, on Mina, and, 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 uh, I mean on on. on when he came into Makkah, he says, if I knew then what in, in, in Medina, if I knew then what I know now that I'm here, I would not have brought the animal with and relieved my, my physical state of ihram and, and the spiritual state of ihram. But I, uh, no, the physical state, but I would have realized the sense of the essence of the spiritual state of ihram that needs to carry through because that is tamattu. Mm. Tamattu is not an intention to be able to go for hajj only when you go into the ihram for the last part. Tamattu is inclusive and thus Allah says فَمَنْ تَمَتَّعَ بِالْعُمْرَةِ إِلَى الْحَجِ inclusive of the Umrah from the moment you enter into the Umrah from the beginning right up till the end of the Hajj completion that is the whole intention of Tamattu is within there May Allah open the path for all of us inshallah and grant us to be able to make the best Ibadah the best of our Ibadah especially when it comes to our Hujaj and may Allah grant him to be able to be of those people worthy of a Hajj Magbur and Hajj Magbur inshallah the Jamila come to a next aspect, and that's the aspect, aspect of tawaf. Now, um, the Jamil, tawaf is an honor that Allah gives us to be found nowhere else in this world. The word tawaf comes from the word tafa yatufi, to be able to do as a combination for the sake of Allah. You walk for the sake of Allah, and you walk with Allah, and you have an intimacy with Allah Ta'ala. It is like a person who is in, 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 in salah, without ruku and sujood, having direct link with Allah from the moment he goes in, he go, enters that state with a niyyah for the ihram, from that moment he's connected, and the jamil, it, the, 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 the line doesn't cut ever. You keep the line up. If you want to cut the line, it's you cutting the line. But from you to Allah, there's no cutting of line, the line is open, and Allah gives you abundance of khair and barakah. And this ibadah is an ibadah to be done nowhere else in this world. Not even in the Haram of Medina, not even at Beit al-Maqdis, not even anywhere else in this world. That sense of tawaf is an ibadah that's given for the person who comes for hajj only. And doing this ibadah, the person must be able to have the zest and desire to want to be able to be intimate with Allah. And it is this thing called tawaf that is strengthening the bond between the slave and Allah Ta'ala.
and standing that link and communication and discussion between Allah and the slave on the on the Hajj, and Allah gives the person excessive amount of barakah and nur and rahmah. In one hadith, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam described the amount of mercy that Allah sends to this dunya on a daily basis, and Allah shares them. A portion of them goes to, a first portion goes to the people in, in, that's in Mecca, in the Haram of Mecca, that's making tawaf. And then from there it goes to less in value to the Haram of Medina. From there it goes to Baytul Maqdis. From there it goes to all the other masajid of this dunya. Allahu Akbar. Ya Rabb. It tells us then. How is the mercy of Allah spread through the earth? But it is the base of that is the masajid, the houses of Allah. And the greatest one of them all is the house of Allah in Mecca, where most of them is enjoyed by the people who is busy in tawaf in the early mornings in Mecca. Allahu Akbar. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Also, ever spends their time in the Hanu of Mecca at night or in day, in the early morning or late night, all of them the same, to them will be maximum amount of rahmat sent to them, and they will be, will be sent with what we call, um, it's, 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 it's not diluted formats, it's a maximum value. You, you come out there with the highest format of things, the, the best concentrated values, as we say, of rahmah and nur and barakah from Allah Ta'ala. And so, this is the opportunity, and so we do not expect a person to go for Umrah or for Hajj to be able to want to wait for a matuf to be able to make the tawaf for that person. Your intimacy with Allah is your language, your mother tongue. Prat of Zulu, of Tswana, Chinese, of Japanese, of Japanese, of, 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 of uh, Lebanese, or whatever Talji Prat. You can speak that language. Allah wants you to speak, to open up your heart, to intimate, to, to relate to Allah. To open up yourself, to identify yourself to Allah. Allah knows us. But Allah wants you to be able to recognize who you are. And you present to Allah exactly who you are. And you put yourself in front of Allah and say, Oh, this is me, your weak slave. The greatest sinner amongst all of them. You see yourself as the lowest of low. You say, oh Allah, I'm in need of all your help and assistance. I'm in need of all your forgiveness. And I'm, I, I need to be cleansed, oh Allah. And I want to be able to. You make the intentions to want to grow and develop to become a better person. And that happens through the tawaf. And it's that tawaf and constancy and continuous process of having to get you into the link of Allah and the intimacy with Allah is what Allah Ta'ala wants. The scholar says to us, the expectation of dhikr is of the highest level in the ibadah of hajj, as Allah described them in the Yahudi Quran. Because Allah tells us what the level of dhikr must be when you come from Arafah. Allah tells you what this must be at Muzdalifah. Allah tells us what it must be when you enter the, 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 the place of Mina. Allah tells you what it must be on the three days of, of, of Tashriq. Your level of, of, of dhikr. But that level of dhikr is which you cannot obtain unless you've made use of the Haram of Makkah to build that intimacy. You come from your level of development of dhikr from back home. You use the Haram of Makkah to maximize the value so that when you get onto Arafah, and the after that you actually maximize it to the highest levels of your life and you live that as your life which means that intimacy of 
connection with Allah, speaking to Him, feeding His emotion, interacting with Him. And when you relate to Allah, you, you understand that Allah will relate back to you. And But you, you, you have that yaqeen and tawakkul on your Lord. You trust your Lord. And you know for sure your Lord is always there to be able to guide you towards His best, ready to forgive, ready to grant you all the greatness. And subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. That state of ihram, it is a sacred state by Allah Ta'ala. And so, we, 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 we note how the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has done the process of ihram. The first important aspect that I want, want to show us back, I think I've mentioned this in the hadith of Jabir where he mentioned, when the Nabi walked into the haram of Makkah, raised his hands and he said the words, Allahumma anta salam, at a certain pot, spot called, Shayba, and the Nabi entered into the Haram and walked around the Kaaba and in a direction which we call the anti-clockwise direction got to an area where there was a pillar when Jabir wanted to stand next to the pillar and said the Nabi stood there he was told that the pillar was taken away and then he moved on and the Nabi he went around the Haram the Makkah now here we see in when you and I want to perform the Tawaf please enter the Haram or enter Makkah or enter the Haram in a way to be able to go into the circle from an anti-clockwise direction because that is going with what we say with a stream the moment you want to go the clockwise direction you go you actually go against the stream and you become the bottleneck and you make the life hell for everybody else you are the main thorn amongst all the roses that there is right you break down the whole process you violate and you are the one that makes things very uncomfortable for everybody else around you Right. So yes, the first factor we find the Nabi doing, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, our teacher, he teaches us the entry should be in an anti-clockwise. Whenever you come into the haram from whatever angle, your entry into an anti-clockwise manner allows you to get to where the place is to start, very decently, respectably, without harming or being, which means you fall into, you, you move with the river and the flow that there is. As like somebody who tries to swim up, uh, upstream, he makes it uncomfortable for himself, but also makes it uncomfortable for everything other around him. May Allah forgive us. So yes, we see this. And people, this is not, remember every act of our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is absolutely meaningful. It's of value and greatness, right? And Jabir mentions this to us to let us understand that it is not for no reason that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa went around that side. But you and I, when we come in, because we so many times see our people coming into the Haram of Makkah, and they walk their own style, I will then take the shortest route to get there. But he doesn't realize my, the shortest route makes it uncomfortable for everybody else. And you disturb the ibadah. Exactly, you disturb everybody else's ibadah. Yes. And can you imagine what happens if you disturb somebody else's ibadah to the extent where he feels uncomfortable mm. about you? Yeah, Allah, you should be the ibadah and hajj and umrah and just consider what Adam means. Hajj is the highest level of our life and you be, as you become Muslim, you first start off with the kalima shahada from the side of Allah and His Rasul, the next one you link with Allah in ibadah with salah. The next one is zakah, and the essence of zakah is the consideration that you have for everybody other in your whole life. Every other human being is more important than you. That is what zakah is. The issue of zakah, the concept I want to say to you, that consideration that you have in your heart for every other human being, rich or poor, that fact that you can share and give, that fact that you have that sense of realization that you need to be able to give of you to others. 
And when you give, only then can you receive. Subhanak. So, Hajj is the final one of that, of those pillars. And so already it must have been an establishment in you. So if that was an establishment in you, you would have been able to reach the level of having to see in you a sense of respect to everybody else around us. May Allah grant us khair and barakah, inshallah. So, and then we listen to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam having to come into the haram of Makkah. The Nabi comes in. He says first, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah. Nabi gives the honor and the praises to Allah, and then the Nabi goes and makes the tawaf. And as the Nabi makes, makes that first entry, as, as I said, the anti-clockwise walk around the Kaaba to get to the place where he starts off with, an, with the intention of the, the, the tawaf, as he walks, the Nabi makes us, in, makes us dua. Allahumma zid baytaka tashrifan wa takriman wa mahabatan wa rif'atan wa birra wa zid ya Allah man sharrafahu wa karramahu wa addamahu wa majjadahu mimman hajjahu wa awi ahtamar tashrifan wa takriman wa mahabatan wa rif'atan wa birra Allahu Akbar A beautiful dua But it, that dua almost as an introduction to this tawaf and almost as putting our mindset into getting us focused to what we were busy with the Nabi says, Allahumma, O oh Allah, zid baytaka, increase your law, your house, tashrifan, with honor, wa takriman, and dignity, wa mahabatan, wa rif'atan, wa birra, of piety and righteousness and goodness. Wa zid ya Allah, and increase, O oh Allah, wa zid ya Allah, wa zid, Allahumma zid baytaka tashrifan, wa matakriman, wa mahabatan, wa rif'atan, wa birra, وَزِدْ يَا اللَّهِ مِمَّنْ حَجَّهُ أَوْ اِعْتَمَرُ Increase, O oh Allah, those people who come for hajj or for umrah. As a means of honor and dignity and glory and honor and greatness to them. وَمَحَابَةً وَرِفْعَةً وَبِرَّةً Subhanak. For, for them, that they gain out of that. So we ask Allah to put greatness and glory in your, your Kaaba, in, in, in that, that, that place that we're going to make... Uh, 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 tawaf around And then we ask Allah to increase the amount of people That will come here on a continuous basis And every one of us who comes As a dua of those before us We add to that Oh Allah grant an increase of those people that come Amen. Amen. And allow this place To be succumbulated on a continuous basis In glorification to thee O oh Allah Because what happens In the process of a tawaf a tawaf, as we say, is a circumambulation around the Kaaba, but it's as if we stir the khair and the barakah and the nur and the rahmah of Allah to be able to come to us and to be able to touch the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. As if Allah thereby balances out the harms and the wrongs and the facade of the many people on the earth and carries on with doing their wrongful things, then thereby Allah uh, neutralizes with the fact that what the person does for ihram to be able to have that link in, in, in intimacy with Allah. Ta'ala. Mm. But on the other hand, Tajamil, that ibadah also creates a relationship between us and Allah. Mm. To such an extent that you'll find the Hujaj always saying, Ik weet hoe kom ik heil. Met ik heil. So spiritually he gets motivated. Spiritually Allah Ta'ala opens up or removes the, the barriers and he spiritually feels strong and he feels the relationship with himself of Allah Ta'ala strong and he feels he could speak and speak and cry out to Allah Ta'ala about himself and about everything else, else and everybody else mm-hmm. out there. And this is what Allah Ta'ala wants for us. To such an extent that Allah builds for him a very strong relationship between himself and that house, Allah. that Kaaba. 
Zeg, on that note, we are going to have to leave it. Uh, it's time that I need to be out of here. Yusuf Fisher is standing by. Uh, for the duration of the Holy Month of Ramadan, um, are there going to be... There's, there's going to be programs. Inshallah. There will be programs. Uh, the, the times, I think, will be shared with the people. Inshallah. Sheikh, it's been a pleasure being in your company again this Allah evening. And we say shukran very much. May Allah guide you home safely to Jamil your loved ones. Amin, amin. amin. And I say to you, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shukran wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.